Good morning. Welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Nummy, nummy. Nummy, nummy podcast. Uh, this one's a distracting one. We have, nummy, our, nummy. we have our daughter with us, joining us. She's eating trail mix and she's picking out all the M&Ms and saying, nummy, nummies. Mm-hmm. Um, nummy, nummy, nummies. Sorry. Yeah. Forgive me. Maybe there will be limited distractions in a minute, but right now, we've got our kids with us. And our coffee. And our coffee. Um, and... The Decemberists playing in the background. Yeah. I love the Decemberists, by the way. I know. They're great. You know what I love? What? My vintage Pendleton mug. This mug is so rugged, but it is so, like, sturdy. It's mm. hardcore. This is, like, one of my favorite mugs. It's like your men. Rugged and sturdy. And <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest? Uh. No. Um, well, my, my people passed through the Pacific Northwest at one point. Okay, good enough. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. There's actually an article I read, something about that. Um, really? Yeah. About the Spanish? No, not the Spanish. Oh, I was going to say. The native that, side I, of me. The natives, yes. Yeah. Everybody who Louis traces their lineage and... to some sort of like Hispanic, Mexican, uh, whatever has native blood in them like for yeah. I mean like it's I mean me I did the DNA test I'm 27% I'm guessing some sort of Pueblo Indian mm-hmm. um oh you're dropping trail mix on our couch awesome um yeah I'm 100% European so I'm yeah. have no diversity whatsoever so you, your people never passed through the Pacific Northwest. No, no, they, they didn't. They just came back and conquered. They just showed up. With a vengeance. Like, hey. Um, and they said, hey, let's have coffee. Let's set up shop. Let's make a latte. <laughs> let's claim Portland for ourselves. From here on forward, this will be the land of plaid, <laughs> mustaches, and really good caffeine. Um, <laughs> My thought's exactly juju. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I'm I'm Belgian and, and Finnish and Irish, really Irish. Um, so my people just drank a lot of whiskey mm. and ate a lot of potatoes mostly. Um, nice. So, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. So our kids have a good mix of everything. Our kids are definitely mm-hmm. diverse. They definitely are. I think they won the genetic lottery. Yeah. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything, so. They do. That'll be fun, filling out scholarships later. Although, although I feel like Luke might have inherited... A little bit of my absent-mindedness, poor guy. Yeah, well, time will tell. Here, here, here's what happens to me sometimes. Um, I just was experiencing this morning oh. when I when I was uh, uh, when I was reading my my book. Actually, reading, not listening to a book, because um, your daughter's messing with your Apple Watch. Yeah, I know she likes the pistachio. To. There's nothing she could do on it. Or a pecan, I don't know. Whatever, that's cool. No. um... Sometimes I'll I'll say I'm reading something when I'm really, like really listening to something on Hoopla. Uh, but I'm I started actually reading um, Animal Farm this morning by mm. by George Orwell. I found out in the preface that uh, preface 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 uh-huh. preface yes uh, George Orwell was his pen name. I didn't know that. He he, went, he was Eric something. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just seemed appropriate to read Animal Farm given our current political situation. No time like present, yeah. Dude, did you hear? Okay. Um, there's a weird, I don't know if 
it's going to translate in the recording, but there's a weird weird pause or stop in between sentences. I have no idea. Our daughter was messing with technology, and now yeah. she's rolling around and shrieking. She's a good guest on the, on the podcast, though. Her hair, now she looks like she's trying to get her hair yeah. to dread. I, uh, so... Oh, Rasta baby. Oh, I was going to tell you about the, the... We were talking about George Orwell. Mm-hmm. And he he uh, he criticizes like politics and stuff. That's his thing, right? Um, you haven't found Juju. Can you take your take your bowl? Take your trail mix and uh-huh. get out of here. And do you want me to put on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Here, this will be a this will be um, a starting point for just a window in our life. Ugh. This is what we do. Um, Whoa! <laughs> she's doing like somersaults on oh our our laps. Crazy lady. Dude. Okay, hang on. Check this out. Google. Play. Oh, I, just, I didn't say hey Google. Hey Google. Play Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on the living room TV. There it goes. Go Juju. Go watch. Go watch Mickey. She has some serious bedhead happening. She's rolling around on the couch, like, uh-huh. like rolling around on Lorenzo and I, like. And her hair was all brushed and cute. She had a bath this morning, and now she just looks like she's homeless. Um, <laughs> oh, happy Saturday, everybody! Yeah, so Lorenzo's reading that. I just finished my book called Renting Lacey. Um, it's a book about. Um, sex trafficking in the United States and and child sex trafficking, domestic, it's called DMST, domestic minor sex trafficking in the United States. Um, and it's written by a lady who runs the nonprofit up in uh, Vancouver, Washington, shared hope international, really good book. Um, Out of Vancouver. Yeah. I wouldn't think that would be something on the minds of people that far North. Why? Because is it an issue up there? Of course it's an issue everywhere. Okay. I just thought it was like border towns. No, 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 no. And actually, this book um, talks a lot about why it's not just border towns. Hmm. Um, you know, you have the uh, Pacific Coast Highway, like, running all the way up through Oregon, Washington, California, up to Canada. I'm sorry, I'm naive. I, I don't know. That's okay. That's why I read books. Um, and that's why I research things, because I didn't realize how much of a domestic problem it is either. So these are sex workers? Children. And they're. Oh, here we go. There are like American men, like. Yes, it is cheaper and less risky for sex trafficking uh, perpetrators to get children and women from their own country, from the United States, than it is um, to procure women from other countries. Um, that's why domestic sex trafficking of children is on the rise. That's why. They target children um, and teenagers that are runaways or in foster care or, um, you know, have low self-esteem. They talk about it. Um, They talk about the process. They talk about the grooming process. They talk about why these pimps traffic these women and how they pinpoint who they're going to victimize. Um, Super interesting. Very enlightening. Um, Really opened my eyes to a lot of the issues that I, I mean, I knew, I knew it was an issue, but I guess I, for me... The surprising thing is, like, they're targeting children as young as 9 and 10 and getting them into the sex trafficking industry. 
9 and 10. Um, that should bother you. That should make you sick to your stomach. It makes me sick to my stomach. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that they were talking about how in some states they're starting to try to decriminalize sex work and do more um, prosecution of the people that are buying these children. Because if you crush out the demand, the supply follows. So the reason this is so successful is because there's a demand for it, which should really disturb you. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. Um, but there's a few states that are that are starting to actually prosecute the Johns and the men that are buying sex. The Johns? What's a John? A man that's buying sex. Why are they called Johns? It's just, it's just a term they use. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, so they're starting to prosecute the people buying sex, not the sex workers themselves. And, and the thing is, I think a lot of times we look at people that are in the sex trafficking industry as, um, oh, and, and they talk about this too in the book. Oh, they like their lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, they make a lot of money. Oh, they chose this. Most of the time they didn't. Um, and so if we start to prosecute the people that are buying sex rather than the people that are selling it, we are going to squash the demand. Hmm. And if you squash the demand, you squash the need for a supply. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I don't know a lot about it. Um, so just to recap, though, like if you want to read this book, it's called Renting Lacey. It's a really, really um, quick read. It has a study guide in the back, actually. If you want to read it in a book group or something like that, you can. Um, That's cool. I found out it had a study guide like halfway through the book. Wow. But it's it's very interesting, and it really touches on a lot of these things. Wow. So. That's really cool. Yeah. So, Juliet, what are you working on these days? Um, Batman. Batman? Batman. Okay. Batman. Cool. What's your favorite color? Um, green. Green. Okay. Who's your favorite dolly? Um, purple. Purple? I, purple. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite song? She's pretending like she's playing a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear it. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm not 100% interested in that topic, but... I just think like it's it's a need. We yeah. have we have a daughter, yeah. um, and that just makes me feel like we are responsible for knowing how that kind of stuff works because it's starting to affect like suburban America, not just like girls in abusive like homes. It's <laughs> it's affecting anybody who has like internet <laughs> and and some free time. So you know we have a daughter. I hope to God that never happens to my daughter, but it's just, it's interesting reading about how these people target mm -hmm. little girls and what they do. So these girls that are in it, are they typically like in poverty situations? Probably. Um, there, there is a type. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely a type hmm. um, that they try to target. Like with, from a broken, broken like homes, family. Girls that don't have very much self-esteem. Girls that don't feel like they fit in somewhere. They will literally go scout places like high schools. Um, they'll go to the mall. They will scout out girls who seem very insecure or seem very attention hungry. I, I hope APS or a APD, Albuquerque Police Department, has some sort of like task force, like undercover, like, you know what I mean? Like where they, they know these, these tactics and are looking out for it. 
Well, and that's the thing. Like, like. And it, if you're a minor, do you have a choice in breaking the law like that, though? No, and that's the thing. Why would you, and here, here's what they talk about. It's a chain of events. Why would you persecute or prosecute a minor who's in sex trafficking? What you're doing is you're giving them a criminal record and you're setting them up to mm -hmm. fail for the rest of their adult life because they have a record of solicitation. When they may have not even had a choice in being in that situation, they may have been coerced, they may have been manipulated. So why are we putting these minors in these situations where we're giving them a criminal record instead of helping them? You know, you have a criminal record as a, as a minor, it follows you. Then you go try to get a job, it inhibits you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the one thing that you know, and you know you can survive. There's, they also have a section in the book um, talking about survival sex and how a lot of times it starts out as survival sex for these minors. Like an adult will come along and say, oh, you know, you're hungry. Oh, you need a place to stay. Oh, you need this. I'll take care of you. And then they groom them. And then by the time they're comfortable with that adult, they'll be like, oh, you know, we could really use a little extra help. Just do it this one time. Just, and you know, you know, I care about you. Just go ahead and, and give this guy, you know, whatever he wants. And then, and it, it'll just be this one time. And then one time turns into all the time, turns into all of a sudden they're in, involved in slavery and they're not even, a, like, they don't know how they got there. Hmm. And they can't leave. Yeah. It's and it crazy. talks about all the manipulation tactics that the pimps use to try to keep people. Hmm. It's very manipulative and it's oh. really sad. So read that book. Yeah. What is it called again? Uh, Renting Lacey. Renting Lacey. Yeah, good book. Interesting. Yeah, so the video I was going to tell you about. Um, so uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the press secretary mm -hmm. for uh, the White House, for Donald Trump, mm -hmm. um, she tweeted, okay, so let me back up. This week, there was, a, uh, there was like a press conference with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And the uh, White House correspondent for CNN, his name's Jim Acosta, I think. Yeah. Um, did oh, you I, see that video? I, I didn't see the video, but I read about what okay. happened. Okay, yeah. so he was asking some hard questions about the migrants, and he's like, do you think you're vilifying? Do you think that blah, blah, blah? Like, just asking really hard questions to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump didn't want to answer, and he, Donald Trump was getting kind of pissed off. He's like, you're done. You're fake news, blah, blah, blah. Like... <laughs> I like and, how that's just like a band-aid, or not a band-aid, but like a sticker you can slap yeah. on something so you don't have to take responsibility. So, he like signaled to this intern, like this young woman, um, that he was done. So, she she rushed over to Jim Acosta, uh, grabbed his microphone, uh, but he wouldn't let go. He's like, I'm, he's like excuse me, I'm still, I'm still I'm talking. I'm still talking, yeah. Um, and, uh, Did they edit so, the video? So yeah, so like... what happened is, uh, I think it was Breitbart. No, no, no. It was InfoWars. It was InfoWars. Um, and maybe my facts are not right. Maybe I should Maybe I should look it up. But you can Google it. Somebody fact check Lorenzo. Okay? Yeah, Google it. Um, it was Breitbart or InfoWars. Something, some extreme right kind of propaganda site. They added frames and deleted frames. No, I think they added... F they basically sped up yeah. the sequence of video to, to make, to make, to make it appear different. like like Jim Acosta was like karate chopping this lady. <laughs> And it was very subtle, but if you if you if you watch it and if you if you don't have a trained eye and you have a bias, you're like, holy crap! CNN's like karate chopping this lady. Um, because that's that's the logical yeah. response. Like if but, somebody's bugging you, you no, just walk up and what was even them. what was even crazier was I that know. the White House is retweeting a doctored video from a propaganda site. Yeah, I just thought that was insane. I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah. And that's the irony because that is fake news. Yeah. I'm going to get a warm up. Yeah. Should I pause? No, no, no. Go ahead. I don't have anything more to say. Well, no, I just, I think it's funny. Like this whole fake news thing. It's like, so Okay, I'm going to parenting pause while you. No, can you not? Why? Just talk about the weather. Talk about Costco. I don't know. Talk about something. Costco. I don't know what else to talk about. What's your favorite food at Costco? I need you. Okay, we're gonna pause. Okay, we're back. I have to be very careful talking about technology. We are not very high tech on this on this podcast. No. Huh? Um, we record with an iPhone using the Voice Memo app. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. It actually gets really good audio. But last episode, we lost over. I mean, almost half of our episode because of the update that took place in iOS. Updated the um, Voice Memo app, and it looks nicer it looks cleaner but it's not as functional like i don't know apple kind of kind of messed it up a little bit i don't know that's my opinion i mean i was just i was just used to it and that's not the first time that's happened to us where we've like had a really good podcast and we're like that one was like exceptionally like way better that's the the first time we lost any of our podcasts no we there was a one a while back that we lost like the whole thing um a couple summers ago are you sure i'm positive um but yeah, we lost it and we were like, well, son of a bitch. Like, that was a good one and it's all just Yeah, I didn't off. even listen to our last one. I know there was I, at I some... either. <laughs> there was at some point where it cut off. Who knows where? <laughs> it's like a mishmash of just... Yeah, like... it was like an hour and 20 minute episode. And it was so good. And it was... And then when I published it, it was like 38 minutes. Yeah, it was like good good conversation. Um, well, at least we have that. We had the conversation with each other. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. No. Oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah, our kids, our kids are nuts. We love them. Um, yeah. This week I had a period of reflection on my parenting. Mm-hmm. Can I talk? Can I talk about that? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to reflect on on anything, and I, I learned this from teaching because, like, in the education world, they encourage you to reflect on your practice and like reflect on your teaching. That's actually part of our evaluation that we have to send to the PED is like how are you reflecting on your on your practice yeah most teachers hate it and they protest it I don't want to reflect on my practice I'm perfect but I mean that's just good practice as a human being yeah but I I I do what I reflect I mean sometimes you have to reflect like there's a bad lesson and the kids are all crazy and nuts and you're like what did I do wrong like most of the time the blame doesn't fall on the kids most of the time the blame is on the teacher like is your content engaging blah 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 but I was reflecting on my parenting because Luke's been acting up a little bit he's six he's um, been giving us some like very like resistant attitude and not just like 
mm-hmm. like not doing things and not listening, yeah. but like actively being like, no, right. I don't want to. So no. I, I want to find this balance of having Luke take account for his own actions, like have accountability, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, um, I am, I am his parent and it's up to me, I guess, <laughs> not I guess, but uh, I guess it's my job. <laughs> we, we're shaping his behavior too as parents. Mm-hmm. So when a kid is acting up, a lot of times that does reflect on the parent. I mean, I think it does kind of reflect on the parent, right? I mean, I don't well, know. Maybe course. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of working this out, out loud right now, I guess. But, um, so I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I, I am his parent. He is his own person. Yes. But he's also a child. Like, what am I doing wrong? Well, I think you engage a lot of different strategies in, in dealing with your kids and disciplining them and, and teaching yeah. them things mm-hmm. and some work and some don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to sit back and be like, okay, that yeah. definitely does not work for this child. Yeah. You know, I mean, every kid's different too. Right. So some of my coping mechanisms have not been um, the best and I have coping mechanisms because I am a parent of three kids. I'm a husband. Um, We're tired. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm in charge of paying bills. A lot of times it's a bleak outlook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stress. And then when I have a free moment, I'm not engaging my kids. I'm glued to a a five and a half inch screen or six well, inch you're screen. Well, you're trying to mentally decompress because you've been mentally and emotionally exhausted and stretched thin. And you're like, I just right. need to like do nothing so, mentally for a minute. Right. So what, I, what, I, what I've been doing is being on, I'm on my phone a lot of the times and the kids are just kind of doing their thing. Not like now, I guess. We're, we're spending time with each other. They're engaging each other, which is, is good. It's good to engage your siblings. But there, there's a fine balance. It's okay for kids to be bored. They need to learn how to be creative and use right. their imaginations. They're playing with each other right now. Yeah. That's good. Um, we are not sitting here looking at like Pinterest or playing games on a phone. We're doing something productive, which I think is having a conversation. Um, but we're not going to be doing this all day or every time we sit down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's, I think a lot of it was us defaulting into that mode of like mm-hmm. okay I have a minute I need to zone out because I'm right. overwhelmed with life and I just need a minute to zone out but really that's not helping you that's not helping them that's just kind of like band-aiding right. how you feel but not really dealing with life as it stands right now right so Speaking I'm a- of which we have a toddler climbing on us yeah I smell something too yeah do you mm-hmm. is it time to pause no, I think it's just gas. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, juju. Um, You're going to fall off the couch, lady. She's fine. She fell off the bed last, not last night, two nights ago. Jeez. Scared me. You know, if that would have been our first kid, we would have freaked out and called the pediatrician. Yeah. And like, third kids, you're just yeah. like, meh, she's yeah. fine. She's no blood. Yeah. Like, we're good. Right, exactly. I want to talk about that, too. But, um, no, so... My reflection and, and one of the things I want to change, because if there's something going on that you don't like, a lot of times you realize it, but you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Not you, but like in general, you. Yes. Me. Um, so one thing that I want to change is I want to spend less time on, on my phone. And I was telling your mom that last night. Yeah. Um, Facebook is already bogus. I'm already on my way out. Like that was not a hard app to delete. Mm-hmm. But I deleted Twitter having a Twitter detox for a little bit. Like I find myself um, just scrolling Twitter aimlessly and it's good for news. Like I enjoy the news and stuff, but 
I find myself scrolling Twitter aimlessly for long periods of time. Or and, Mama. Yes. But more, e even less productive was a video game that I played, which you were very happy that I deleted. And it, and it like has like, like thing like you have to destroy other bases. Yeah, you had to destroy other bases. It's pretty bad that your six-year-old even knows no, about he, it. He knows he, more about it than I do. He loves that game. Which is why we should yeah. probably not have it. It's fun. It's like it's a strategy game. It's almost like a modern day like chess and strategy. And like That's how. And, and like you um and 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 like you can like change your characters. Mm -hmm. Like there's robots, there's giants, there's dragons. Mm -hmm. There's like this blue guy that like throws fireballs. Robots, yeah. giants, and a blue guy. A blue guy that throws fireballs. <laughs> ah. So, it is fun, but it's... I have no idea. Kids are hijacking our show. Okay, Juju, yeah. She has a lot to say, but I can't understand any of it. Hey, hey Luke. Yeah. Hey, yep. Can and you put that back? Because we're going to build that in a minute. Put That's it on the... Um, no, no. Luke. It's fine. Yeah, Juju's got a lot to say. Um, she, I think she's just pretending to be like like what we're doing. Because she's like... Usually you can understand what she's saying. But she's like... um, I think I'm gonna like She's just pretending to be on a podcast. Which is pretty hilarious. Um, and Luke's going to build his Legos. Which is good. I want him to do more of that kind of stuff because it's good for his little noggin. Um, not little, it's a big noggin. He's learning a lot. But um, yeah, we're trying to be more engaged as parents. It's, I think, definitely a struggle that is our generation for sure. Um, Can you bring down my triceratops? Because we, we are the, like, the first generation where technology is an integral part of our daily lives on a larger scale than it probably ever has been um and that's only going to continue so it's just kind of interesting because we you know we we are trying to balance that and it is hard because our phones are always like in the forefront of what's going on they're always making noise they're always showing us something doing something um I recently quit my job uh, and that's a long story but I'm looking for another job and so what am I doing I'm typically on my phone applying for jobs and looking at job openings and seeing what's out there. And I, I mean, I quit on, on Monday, so I've, I've been, it's been a couple of days, but you know, I, to even to get a new job, I'm like on my phone constantly uploading my resume and doing this and writing cover letters and, you know, doing this assessment and <laughs> yeah. So. We do have a computer too though. I know. I feel like I get less done on the computer because when I sit there, the kids crawl all over me. Yeah. <laughs> For, and they push the buttons and they... For like applying... Applying has been made easy by a couple of different websites. Well, hold on. Yeah. I just... No, I wanted to say part of the reason I haven't been using our computer is because the other day I was almost done filling out an application online. Juju came up. She crawled on top of me and deleted the entire thing. Yeah. And it was a long one. Hey, um, can, can you take this apart? Um, sure. All right. We're going to pause for a bit. Okay. And we'll be back. versus pause.
Okay, we're back. we're back. I am always a little bit skittish. Or skittish? Scared. Not skittish, scared. Are you like a scared cat? <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but well, every time I try to resume... Some type of Minecraft music. It yeah, sounds. kind of. Sounds like that, huh? Um, no, I'm afraid when I'm trying to resume, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to lose half a podcast. Yeah, well, understandable. Understandable. In Minecraft, you're, you're like all lonely and you don't have like anyone to play with or like speak with. Mm hmm. <laughs> so Minecraft. And it's all square, like literally all square. Mm hmm. Even the sun is square. All right, buddy. Me and mommy are having couch time, okay? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I know, I know. Okay, he knows. Does he? What were we talking about? Uh, good question. <laughs> um, uh, parenting and, and how we are trying to eliminate the screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, got the peanut gallery over there. Mm-hmm. So the weather, it's cold outside. Somebody kill me now. Why? What's the matter? Just. Um. Anyway, yeah, the weather. There's a weather station actually for sale at Costco. We were there yesterday, and it's like a full-on weather station. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is what I'm talking about. It's fine. It's fine. He's excited about building his T-Rex. Cool. How about you just keep building and we'll keep talking and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds great. Okay, no more talking. Okay? Yeah, all right. Thanks. Should we end? No, I just think maybe we need to wait until... Anyway. So, yeah, parenting, that's fun. Um, parenting is fun. Do we have any whiskey? <laughs> yes. I think parenting with booze is a lot more fun. Yeah, I suppose. Parenting is weird. Okay. He likes to be involved. I know, but he's just, he's doing it right now to be hmm. a smartass. I don't think so. Oh, I do. Um, so, uh, I had something I wanted to talk about, and now I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> it's kind of like parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quit my job. Uh, I've been putting in applications. Oh, and I was saying that, like, Juliet had erased the entire thing I did on the mm. computer, and it took me, like, 20 minutes, because it was one of those where they're like, upload your resume, upload your cover letter, but now type in all the information that's on there. Like, one by one, and I hate that. I'm like, dude, if you want me to upload my resume, I'll do that. At least make it autofill so I don't have to do it twice. That's like, nice. It's <clears throat> ridiculous. Yeah. You don't care, I know. No, I do. Uh, I think that's nice if, if it's able to... Like, like autofill it, auto-populate it? Yeah, right? like, figure out what's on your resume and, like... Well, and a lot of... And then you can go in and correct the errors or whatever. Do that. And it's kind of funny, though, because some of the places that, like, you're applying, I'm like, I feel like... You're a pretty decent company, but maybe you should probably invest more in your like application process because it's really frustrating. Hmm. Like, we know you have the money and the technology to do that. I think that might be a good move for you. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just funny. Huh. 
businesses. Like Albuquerque has some businesses. I mean, obviously, it's we're a pretty big city. Mm-hmm. I read in the journal, not in the actual paper, but there was a journal article that was on my news feed on my phone mm. this morning. I guess Honeywell's sh- shutting down. I saw that. that huh. There's going to be a bunch of jobs that are lost. And it's interesting because we have um, some friends whose parents worked there. Um, and they just retired recently. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I guess it was good timing on their part. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, and that's like a, they're not going to be they're not going to be lost. Like, no, but Honeywell will probably re, probably relocate them or give them severance, severance or yeah. whatever. We have a lot of interesting jobs in Albuquerque, in that we have the base. We have a lot of government contract jobs and government jobs and lab jobs. We have people who want to work, yeah, but it's just not there. Right. It's a very specified industry here. So it's, it's, you have this big gap, I feel like. You have all these really high level jobs, like security clearance needed jobs. Mm-hmm. And then you have like all these service industri- industry jobs. And it's really hard for people There's no in between. like me because mm-hmm. I don't have a degree, but I have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. which can substitute for a degree. But like, I'm not going to go work in food service. It's also hard to work for a small company. And I don't qualify, you know, to work for like the labs necessarily. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It's always kind of a creative challenge trying to find a job in Albuquerque when you're like, okay, so I'm kind of middle of the road right now. Um, and the other thing is like, I, my background is case management and social services and, and a little bit of nonprofit. So that's good, but those jobs typically don't pay what I need to support my family, or they don't provide the hours that are conducive to a like a good work life balance. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and teaching, I, I mean, I don't know how much I want to go into this, but teaching is, you know, I enjoy it. I love mm-hmm. teaching, and it allows for a good work life balance because, you know, I have I have good amounts of breaks um i mean the breaks are awesome summer break fall break spring break winter break all the breaks all the breaks all the time you know i'm, I'm home by by 3 30 breaks uh, with the kids i you know it's it's hot it's it's a lot of stress at school mm-hmm. when i'm trying to trying to adapt to you know 70 80 120 different kids learning styles and and behaviors and all this other stuff, but it's 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 worth it. It's rewarding, but it's definitely not rewarding on the paycheck. Well, and so, actually, you were telling me the other day that Albuquerque is considered a teaching crisis. There, it's kind of a nationwide thing, but in Albuquerque, like especially APS, we have a heightened shortage we have of teachers. Huge huge amounts of shortages um, in special education, science, and math. I was looking at Albuquerque Public Schools website, actually applying for a couple jobs, not teaching because I'm not a teacher, but I've had my EA license and my sub license before, and I actually did long-term subbing for high schoolers. Like, I literally taught a high school class because they didn't have a teacher to fill it at one point. Um, but it, it's like, yeah, all the openings were special ed and very specified roles, and, and there were so many openings. They can't keep, they can't keep people because... There were so many openings. Yeah, there's a ton. And, and these these it. are jobs that aren't being filled. These are kids that are not getting receiving services, and it's it's a big deal. Yeah. And they can't they can't fill them or even or keep them. Like sometimes they'll fill them in the beginning of the year, but then the teachers will leave because it's hard. Especially if you're a new teacher and you're in the, in a in a classroom with um, 
kids with IEPs mm -hmm. and you don't have a whole lot of support and you're kind of on your own, it's, it's hard. It's daunting. Like it's stressful when you have these behaviors that you have no idea what to do, do with. Um, you just kind of have to figure it out. And a lot, of, a lot of the teachers will leave by about this time, October, November. Yeah. And there's a bunch of open, a bunch of kids who just don't they don't have a they don't have a social studies teacher or they don't have a math teacher anymore. That happened at Highland. A couple of teachers just left. And like think we about we the we, impact on the kids too. Like you and they're, these, they're, it's like a rotating it's, door. It's it's used to, they're they're used to it. It's so I, sad. Especially maybe not especially, but in my experience, um dealing with uh kids in like poverty zones that's all I have. I, I have never worked at a school in like a wealthy neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. But I was kind of talking to the kids. I was like, hey, have you guys ever had a teacher that just left? Because we were talking about their math, no, their English teacher this year. He lasted until September and he was wow. just done. He just walked out. That's like and a month. He, he was gone. Jeez. Yeah, so they had to redistribute those kids to other English teachers who were licensed in special ed. Mm -hmm. And they're basically give, giving them... Um, it's called a point two, so it's twenty percent of their pay so, to teach an extra class. Um, I've, is, I've actually had to do that before for geometry. That is so sad because you're having to reacclimate these kids, restructure like the social context they were already in, get them used to another situation, yeah. another teacher, another style. Yeah. They probably feel a little behind when they get in that class because it's not where they've been. Mm -hmm. These are kids. So these are hard. kids that need. I mean, every kid needs structure too. But uh, same thing with math. We transitions hard over the summer. Time. We couldn't fill the math, um, the special education math teacher spot. It was just not filled. So up until I think it was also about September or even like early October, we finally found a math teacher. But these kids from uh, August and September, they had a long term. They had a long term sub, and they were just doing. Okay, I'll help you. Um, they, yeah. had, they had a long-term sub. Yes, I actually so. applied for a, a position, well, two positions um, in APS, and I realized that it takes them it takes them a little while to get their application process going, so I'm not too worried. But um, I applied for two positions in what is called the Newcomer Program, and it's for refugees coming in from, like, Catholic charities and things like that. It's, it's basically like a, like a light version of case management within the schools, and you're helping the kids that are refugees coming into this country brand new and their families get acclimated to school and to the community and helping them find resources to get settled. Um, I'm really hoping they call. I, I would love to do that job and I, it's not about the pay obviously, but I mean, if you think about that dynamic too, within like your schools, like you have people coming from all kinds of different countries, um, on top of needing special education services, on top of needing consistency, on top of needing somebody to guide them through the process, that's a huge job. Um, and Albuquerque, we need to we need to get on this. We need to pay our teachers better. Like, you know, our teachers and our police officers. Like, yeah. we need to pay them better. Like, Nationwide. Absolutely. Like that is one of the most difficult professions and one of the most important and challenging as well. And and we pay our teachers nothing. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Juju's stuck. Uh, so I know I know it's been hard for you to kind of like go back and forth and grapple with like you you're doing something good your job is a good thing what you're mm -hmm. doing is good but the pay is hard it's hard to raise a family yeah of five yeah you know on a teacher's and salary it, it it's can hard. it can pay later on if you get into like administration 
But anyways, this little girl wants to hang out, which is funny. I just don't want trail mix on my lap. Mom. Um, hi, Juju. I do too, when it's in my mouth. She said you love trail mix. He said you love trail mix. I do, when it's in my mouth. Well, yeah. That's true, I could. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, just the dynamic of education and, mm -hmm. and all of that stuff in our city right now. Like they make what? Oh, I was hearing a sound and it sounded like our little intro little thing. Oh, no, I think but it's But it's from the T V. Our daughter's like managing it is hot this, in our house. this bowl of trail mix like a drunken sailor. Yeah. It's cold outside. I know, but it's hot in here. Can I? It is not that hot in here. Okay. We're freezing. We're all freezing except for you. So put on a jacket. I can't take a off jacket? skin. I'm not going to put on a jacket. I'm in my own house. Mm. Yeah. We thought about making a fire this morning, but we remembered how that turned out last time. Mm -hmm. We got to figure it out. We got to figure out how to how to get that fireplace. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. Yeah. So... While you were, oh, it's my phone. Oh yeah, it is. Huh. I was like, I thought I heard something. My my <laughs> my phone was playing our little intro music, and I was like, what is going on? Did I erase the Did episode? Did it happen again? <laughs> yeah. Oh my so gosh, these kids are driving me absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah. Well, while you were putting the kids to bed last night, uh -huh. I. Uh, I don't know. She's she's using my legs as a slide. She needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> she's okay. All right. Well, the parents are taking the kids tonight. They are. Thank the Lord. They are. So we can do something tonight if we wanted to. All right. So what are you listening to? Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Um, this will be a short one. I've been listening to. Um, Oh my gosh. I can't even think. Like, I can't even tell you. Do you want me to go and then you can think about it? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Um, so, I, uh, about two days ago, N NPR does this thing. It's called Tiny Desk or something. Have oh, yeah. you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Is it called Tiny Desk? I think it is, yeah. It's music. It's music. They, they do a little live, little acoustic thing. Uh, Mac, Mac. Miller yeah, did one, one, which was really... That one was really beautiful. It was really good. I, and I'm, I'm not like a Mac Miller person, but I thought it was a really cool performance. And I think I, they... I yeah. They no, found I out know. that... By the way, they found out his death might have been accidental. Like he, was, he was partying, but mixing it with uh, some prescription. I, and I don't it, think they ever thought it was an accidental. It was an overdose, but it was like, it was oh. just some things that mixed. Okay. I, I thought it was, thought possibly that it was a suicide. But, no, um, I don't think so. Anyways, uh, so I, I caught a clip somewhere online of Pedro the Lion mm -hmm. doing that thing. And it was really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm a slide mm. for Juju. But uh, my legs are. So when Pedro the Lion came out in mid 90s late 90s uh mm -hmm. i remember hearing about them because it was like all in the tooth and nail sort of yeah. sphere that i was into because because of mxpx she's okay she's driving me crazy she's okay she's just having fun oh. um and i remember listening to them i was like this is this is pretty good i like it but i didn't get 
I don't know. I, I didn't take the time to really immerse myself in Pedro the Lion like a lot of people did. Like they had really, it was almost like a cult mm-hmm. fan. I know, base. I had some friends that were super into it. They were really Portland good. State, and I was um, like, I don't get it. And they're good. It's like just emo, like it's just good kind of rainy day music. You know what I mean? Um, and I. I think I, I even saw Pedro the Lion at the Cornerstone Festival back in I forgot about two thousand. Wow. It was two thousand two. That Cornerstone, by the way, was I amazing. Was still in high school. It was MXPX played, which was awesome. Um, MXPX's little side band called Arthur. They played, which actually sounds a little bit like Pedro the Lion. Okay, I'll get flashed in just a minute. Here, you tell what you're listening to. <laughs> Um, I'm listening to Trafficked in America, or Traded in America. I can't... Oh, honey, I'm not going to be a slide right now. My knees are really bad. I'm an old lady. Um, Oh, thank you, son. (laughs) I'm a young lady. You guys hear that? I'll be 35 at the end of the month. I'm a young lady. Um, So, yeah, Traded in America is a podcast I've been listening to um, about sex trafficking in the United States. Um, and I've been listening to music like Me Without You has a new album so I've been listening to that quite mm-hmm. a bit and I can't really think about anything else because I have a toddler crawling on me and I just spilled coffee on my arm so I'm done, okay. peace so yeah uh, Pedro the Lion uh, Cornerstone 2002 what's wrong? what's wrong? What's wrong? Can, you, can you get down please? She's Nothing's wrong, Juju. I just don't want to spill coffee on my arm. She's really sweet. She is, but she's also very pesky. Hey, can you? He's also marry a wild lady. Yeah. I made slime for daddy. I'm just gonna make a slide out of you. Okay, a slide make a slide. For daddy, a slide for daddy. Daddy's a slide. Daddy's a slide. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me get my phone so that I can actually look at what I'm listening okay. to. Okay. Because my brain is not working yeah. right now. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Cornerstone, 2002, I, I had a chance to see my favorite band, MXPX, uh, their side project, Arthur, um, which uh, sounded a little bit like, kind of, kind of like Pedro the Lion-ish, sort of, kind of emo, sort of like that style. Um, like old emo, not the whiny emo, which I, I do enjoy the whiny emo too, but this is like before the whiny emo, before Dashboard confessional um who else played it was uh um blindside which was amazing uh one of my favorite bands reliant k played uh who else played there was oh the agony scene which is this hardcore band um (laughs) yeah no i'll pick them up don't worry so there was some there's some really good really good music so i after, listen, after watching the Page of the Lion Tiny Desk, I thought, huh, there was an album that I used to listen to back in the day that, uh, well, I didn't listen to it, but I, I remember it, and I remember listening through it. Uh, it's Hard to Find a Friend, and that album is, is good, and I was listening to it yesterday and the day before, just remembering that music, and it's, I don't know, as a, as a, as a mid-30s person, it kind of, I don't know, it's like new music, but old music, it's weird, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, other music, I'm, I'm not listening to anything new, as, as far as music is going, um, 
but I am listening to a new audiobook on Hoopla, and it's by a guy named Jonathan Merritt. Have you heard of him? It sounds familiar. He writes like religious books and stuff, but uh, the book um, I'm, I'm listening to is called Learning to Speak God from Scratch. Hmm. Uh, and Jonathan Merritt, he's a he's a good author. Like I know of him somehow. I think it was through either one of the podcasts I listened to, maybe the Liturgist, maybe maybe Bad Christian. Somebody interviewed him, um, but uh, he he lives in Brooklyn, New York, and a lot of his experiences about speaking God comes from his experiences living in New York City, which uh, is really cool because he tells a story about the subway. He tells a story about churches. He tells. He's just, he's just a good storyteller. Yeah. And it also resonates with me because of, like, he's talking about theology and religion, and, and this, these are things that I'm interested in. So this, it's a really good book. And there's another um, Jonathan Merritt book on Hoopla that I'm probably going to read to you. I don't remember what it was called. But anyways, um, there you have it. So now that I have my phone, um, I have been listening to a band called Tsunami with two eyes. Oh, you sent that to me. Yeah, it's good. It's mellow. It's yeah. super mellow. Um. Good studying, hanging out, drinking Reminded some coffee. Reminded me of uh, Tycho. A little bit, do you yeah. remember them? I do. Um, and then the Black Angels. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a good band. They're kind of more rock and roll-ish, kind of gritty. I like them a lot. The Black who? Black Angels. Uh. Um, they remind me of Black Rebel Motorcycle Motor- Black Rebel Motorcycle Black Club, <laughs> which is funny. But um, yeah, so they're pretty great. Um a band called Lion. Um, you can listen to the song You've Got a Woman by Lion. Um, and then as far as podcasts go, I've been listening to... Let me just pull it up here because I'm my brain again, like I said. Um, I want to make sure I get the one about Trafficked in America correct because... Sold in America. There it is. It's called Sold in America. Um, there's a girl named Noor, and she goes all over the United States, and she kind of interviews people in the sex trade industry in different aspects and kind of talks to them and gets some insight and some stories from just different people in different parts of it, which is interesting. Um, I also started listening to a new one called Unerased, hmm. um, and this is the history of conversion therapy in America. Ooh. So, like, pray the gay out. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally, like, a really interesting perspective on this stuff it says over 700,000 people in America have been subjected to conversion therapy the dangerous controversial ex-gay treatment unerased tells their stories um it's a it's a basically a brand new podcast um hmm. that sounds really fascinating yeah it is super interesting you should listen to it if you get a chance um I've been listening to sounds like MLM but okay <laughs> they talk about MLMs and then the dream Mo- podcast multi-level marketing marketing yeah um and then the Dream Podcast, which kind of touches on that stuff as well. And then, of course, there's our good friends, Brian and Gio, made a podcast. Shout out. Because they do make a podcast, and we will actually be guests on their podcasts very soon. So um, keep an ear out for that. If you don't listen to them, you should. Mm-hmm. And if you do, nice work. <laughs> um, and then Spooked. I always talk about the Spooked podcast, but I really oh, like it. yeah, I love that one. Lukey likes that one, too. He likes scary stuff. Cre- it's creepy. Um, and then Sword and Scale is a good one, too. If you like true crime, I just like the way the guy narrates it. It's really well done. And my daughter's crazy. Um, if you want something spooky and you want it told in more of a story format, you should listen to Haunted Places, the podcast. It's Spooked. It's a... Uh, 
they talk about real haunted places, but like the the format is like a it's like telling a scary narrative story from the perspective of different people. Hmm. So it's interesting. Um, but that's what I'm listening to. Cool. Yeah. Lots, Sounds awesome. Lots to do. I'm gonna be. But unerased for sure. Check yeah. that one out. It's brand new. It started on the second. So. Sounds cool. Yeah. I am going to check that out. There's a lot of really cool stuff out there to listen to. Feed your brain. Feed your brain. Feed your brain. Yeah. I'm excited to feed my brain. It's a couch. It's a couch. It's a couch. Okay. I'm excited to feed my brain more and play less video games. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you guys have a good weekend. We might have another episode today. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a twofer. Yeah. Because we we have uh, childcare. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, we... On that note, we are going to parent and not podcast. All hell is breaking loose. All right. You guys have a good weekend.